Welcome to Houseplant Homebody. I'm your host, Holly, and I'm here to tell you all about my favorite thing, plants. Are you ready? Did you know there's even more than just this podcast? Go check out my website, houseplant-homebody.com for even more and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or Pinterest at houseplanthomebodyllc. And as I'm sure you already know, each podcast episode has a corresponding blog post on my website, so make sure you check that out. And do not forget to rate, review this podcast, and make sure you're commenting, liking, sharing, and subscribing so more plant people just like you can find my podcast and social media. You can even help support your favorite podcast, blog, and social media by joining me on my Become a Supporter website page to get exclusive podcast episodes, access to a supporter-only Facebook group, early access to podcasts, and exclusive content. And if you really just can't get enough, I send out a bi-monthly newsletter on the first of every other month, also with exclusive content and some updates on what's happened the previous couple months. All right, let's get into it. Today we are talking about one of the staple holiday houseplants in my book, that is the Norfolk Pine. Also, it's not one of those holiday houseplants that you just keep in the holiday. It's actually an amazing houseplant year-round, very low maintenance in my experience, and really easy to grow. So I really highly encourage you, if you are able to find one this holiday season, which you should be able to because they're everywhere at this point, I highly recommend getting one. I've bought them as little tiny baby Norfolk Pines just to try them out, but my mother-in-law has one and she said she's had it for years and it's upwards of about maybe four feet right now and it's doing amazing. It's just sitting in an east window loving life. So let's get into the details here. As you're shopping for these, you'll probably find them under potentially two different names, not a huge difference. Norfolk Pine or Norfolk Island Pine. The Latin name is Oricaria heterophylla, I think. You always know. I never know how to pronounce these. I even look up the pronunciation, but then I don't know if they're pronouncing it correctly on the pronunciation website. So that's what I'm going with today. There was really no other common houseplant I could find under that same family or Latin name. A couple other common names of them that I found online mostly, you're not really seeing these in the industry when you're shopping for them, is house pine and star pine. If you look up pictures, you'll understand why they're commonly called star pine. But they're pretty simple plants. There's not really variety to them. I'm sure there is, but that's not known very well in the general horticultural universe because they're mostly known to being holiday plants or holiday staple plants. So I am talking to you about them right now because you will find them everywhere in greenhouses and garden centers in December, in November, in January. They're not as commonly found during peak houseplant season. So now is the time to buy them and take advantage of the fact that they're available. And since they really are everywhere, they're always a really good price too. I think I bought both of my mini ones for like maybe five bucks, like they were nothing. So highly recommend getting one of these and putting this in your collection. So let's jump into sun requirements here. So the Norfolk pine actually survives in almost every single light requirement possible. I say this by experience too. So if you can provide it, Norfolk pines do the best and look the best if you can provide bright light, not just bright indirect, but even giving them some direct sunlight is totally fine. That being said, I know, for example, my sister has a Norfolk pine. It's actually her husband Cameron's. 
has one in low light and it's doing just fine. I have mine in a north window and it's doing amazing. And my mother-in-law has her sitting in an east window and is killing it. So you can literally grow these in anything. My plant has not wavered based on where I've moved it at all in my home. I've had it in multiple places besides that north window. If you can, give it bright light. If you can't, they'll still do fine. Like most houseplants, if you're going to give it less light, it might not be as compact or full, I should say. It'll probably be a little bit more leggy. But in nature, actually, Norfolk pines kind of have a weird separation between their branch layers. So it's not uncommon to see them that way too. So whatever you can provide for them is totally fine. But that bright light is going to be the best, the most compact for them. All right, so let's jump into water requirements now. The Norfolk pines typically need about medium moisture, meaning that they don't like to be completely dried out in between waterings. If you really allow them to dry out completely and stay dry for a little bit, you will start to see the branches or the needles turning brown and drying out and getting crunchy. I have had that happen to me. When I was keeping my Norfolk pine in a terracotta pot, it wasn't holding moisture as well. I moved it into a ceramic pot so the terracotta wouldn't soak up the moisture from it anymore. That was happening to me. So keeping them at that medium moisture and being able to hold a little bit moisture more frequently is best. Obviously, you don't want them sopping wet all the time, but just not allowing them to dry out completely between waterings is preferred. If you really don't know when that is, obviously a moisture meter reader is definitely helpful for that. For me, I probably water it every two weeks during peak season, maybe every week and a half during the off season, like the winter season. So it doesn't change much. If the needles start to brown, then I know that that is time to be giving it extra water. Also, to throw you for a loop, let's forget this is the water requirement section for a second. The bottom branches or the bottom needles turning brown is actually kind of natural. They will lose some bottom branches over time, not consistently, but just to let you know that is common. So don't freak out too much, but just adjust watering accordingly. Also, back to water requirements, humidity is not necessary at all for these. Norfolk pine are actually pretty good at adapting to dry environments, so they really do not need extra humidity. And I have proven that. And my mother-in-law has had that plant for years and years and years and has not given it humidity at all. And mine, I haven't given it extra humidity at all. And it's totally fine. So this is one of those plants that humidity is not necessary, which also makes it low maintenance, which is great. Okay, now let's jump into fertilizer, propagation, and other facts. I put these three together because fertilization and propagation really is short. Fertilization, say it with me, really depends on what you want to do. So there are lots of ways to fertilize. And I hear myself say this every time and you hear me say this every single time. But I currently use Fox Farm Grow Big Liquid Fertilizer. I fertilize every two weeks during peak season and I probably only fertilize once or twice in winter since they're not as active in that season. And I always use about maybe a half to three-fourths the recommended amount just because I would rather under than over fertilize as my preference. 
The Fox Farm Grow Big Liquid Fertilizer recommends fertilizing more than I do though. So if there's some plants that I'm trying to push out growth more, like for example, the philodendron I'm growing for the wedding, I actually will be fertilizing a bit more frequently in winter. So just keep that in mind based on what you are looking for when it comes to fertilizer and your plant requirements. So I have two resources that talk about fertilizer this time. Not a lot of books, but I keep running into North Carolina State Extension, their horticulture division. They have really good information there. So I linked their website uh, specifically for the Norfolk Pine stuff on the website. Uh, but the other one is the Complete Houseplant Survival Manual. They also had a bit about fertilizer as well. So for the Complete Houseplant Survival Manual, they recommend from March to September, feed monthly with a balanced fertilizer and then spray twice yearly with micronutrient spray. I read up a little bit online about what micronutrient sprays are. Being in the horticulture world on a landscape side, I didn't really hear about this as much, but I do know that this is something that's used by farmers, I think, a lot more. Basically, there are nutrients that are not there or the plant is deficient in those nutrients when using just a soil applied fertilizer. And we, when using a spray micronutrient, that would allow the foliage basically to have nutrients as well that might not be taken up through the soil applied fertilizer. Usually the what they call foliar sprays are applied at a lower rate and they are subject to tissue burn on subplants as well, but since it's at a lower rate, there's less likelihood of that happening. So I would probably say that's more of, in my opinion, something that's a little bit more on the agriculture side, or if you're finding these Norfolk pines in nature, kind of. Um, not necessarily the best way to apply a fertilizer to a house plant, just because if you're spraying, it could go everywhere. <laughs> so I just wanted to give you a little bit of background on that, but that's totally up to you if you find that helpful. They do sell like soil applied fertilizers that have micronutrients in them. Fox Farm has a, a really good set of those kinds of fertilizers as well. So if that's what you're interested in, there's more nutrients within the micronutrients or there's different kinds of nutrients that normal fertilizer might not carry. So that's why that is becoming more and more popular. I was only hearing about it on the tail end of working at the garden center, but that is becoming more popular and those kinds of fertilizer are out there everywhere. I am not an expert in fertilizers by any means. I am still learning as I go, as I'm sure you've heard me talk about it. So some of that information might not be 100% accurate, so take it with a grain of salt, but just based on the short research I did online, that's what I'm finding. The more you know, right? Okay, so the North Carolina State Extension said, consider weekly or bi-weekly applications of dilute liquid fertilizer for spring through fall. Basically what I'm doing, and I'm guessing the weekly or bi-weekly applications totally depends on the type of fertilizer you're using, but that's pretty generally most commonly what people will do for houseplants in general. So again, many ways to fertilize, completely up to you. I would just always recommend using what is on the packaging that you're kind of buying or using a lower amount, but again, up to you. Okay, propagation. There really is no good way to propagate these except for using the seeds. It's not like you can take a cutting or anything like that. You literally have to grow these by seed. So if you want to propagate them, it's going to take a while and you have to do it by seed. 
So if you really want one, I mean, I wouldn't have the patience to wait for that. I would just want to buy a small Norfolk pine if I wanted to grow it from a little tiny plant. That's what I would do. You can find them for super cheap around the holiday time. That's what I would do. Again, up to you. But there's really no easy way to propagate these as a regular houseplant collector and owner. Okay, the other facts are kind of fun this time around. The Norfolk pine is part of the Aracariceae family. I think. I have no idea. That was a long name I had never seen before, nor will I probably ever see it again when dealing with houseplants. So, it's part of that family. It's actually part of a family that contains evidence that these plants date back to the Jurassic period. Not sure about the Norfolk pine specifically, but plants in this family have dated back to the Jurassic period with all the dinosaurs, you know. And another fun fact, the Norfolk pine is actually not a pine tree. (laughs) And the difference is just the seed cones and the foliage type. I actually found an amazing article by Pacific Horticulture that talks about the past and the present of this whole family. It talks about the evidence of the fossils that have been found for this tree versus the differences between the trees now in that family. So I did link it on my website in the other facts section. So I would definitely go check that out because it's just some really cool in-depth information. Um, These trees are native to, get this, Norfolk Island, (laughs) which is just east of Australia. In nature, these babies can get upwards of 200 feet tall, which is insane. I mean, if you think of a normal evergreen tree, they get pretty big too, normally. In your home, it really depends on how long you have the plant and obviously what kind of environment you provide for them. I found online and in the one book I was using, the Complete Houseplant Survival Manual, it says about six feet but I did see them growing at the Mitchell Park Domes in Milwaukee and they were, the taller ones were about 20 feet. The shorter ones they were growing in pots were about six feet. So it just depends on how long you have it really. The one that my mother-in-law has is about four feet. The one that I personally have is about, you know, eight inches tall. So they take a long time to grow, but totally depends. You can also, you know, top them or trim them back if they're getting too tall. That could also promote thicker growth at the base. So benefits to that, but topping an evergreen is not my first choice and I wouldn't highly recommend it, but you know, just saying. And the last little fun fact I have, which is not really fun, but they are toxic to pets and humans. Again, podcast 31 was all about that. So if you want more information on other plants, you can check that out there. And this time around, I didn't have any questions on my usual Instagram Q&A for the Norfolk pine, which is totally fine. I feel like a lot of questions I would have for plants is, what's the sunlight? Do I need to add humidity? That kind of thing. And I answer a lot of those questions. But anything random like, is it okay in an east window? Or what's happening when the needles are turning yellow? That kind of stuff. Those are great questions to ask that maybe I don't address something specifically like that. So in the future, I do put these in my story. But if you hear what the next episode is, you're welcome to just message me a question. I always screenshot and save them and pull them up to use them in the podcast episode and I type them out on the blog post. So just in the future, watch out for that. And and that is all I have for the very low maintenance Norfolk Pine. I hope I really convinced you to get one of these because I swear you will not be disappointed. Thanks for listening to episode 48 of Houseplant Homebody, all about the Norfolk Pine. 
Don't forget to check out the blog post that corresponds with this episode if you go to houseplant-homebody.com and go to the blog page, you'll find it there. Also, don't forget to find me at Houseplant Homebody LLC on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast along with liking, saving, and commenting on social media. Odds are, if you like this podcast, someone else will too. I love to hear what you've learned from this episode or really anything that I'm doing and your plant experiences, so please share them with me because I love it. Also, you can help support your favorite podcast by joining me on my Become a Supporter website page to get exclusive podcast episodes, access to a supporter-only Facebook group, early access to podcasts, and exclusive content. Your support means the world to me, and I'm super excited to keep bringing you plant bios and information. Also, don't forget to check back every other Tuesday for the brand new episode and blog post. From one houseplant homebody to another, see you next time. Hello, hello. I'd like to reiterate that I really did hope I convinced you to buy one of these. I actually love them. I Some people like to decorate them as like a Charlie Brown Christmas tree, and I think it's hilarious. Highly recommend it. But I still think they're a great houseplant. And seeing them, I've never seen them actually in nature, obviously, based on where they're native, but I've never seen one in a greenhouse before. And when I saw them at the Mitchell Park Domes, I just thought it was spectacular. It was like it was a giant evergreen tree, but like it can be your house plant. So such a cool plant. I just wanted to get on here because I always do, but you know, I don't have a lot to talk about. Um, obviously, I keep talking about this new logo that I'm not really doing anything with, but like I talked about in the last episode, personally just had a lot going on and it's around the holidays, so not really doing that much right now um, for Houseplant Homebody besides cranking out social media posts and cranking out episodes right now um, and the newsletter every couple months is when that's coming out as well. So in spring when things slow down a little bit and work gets a little bit more consistent, I'll be able to put a ton more focus into all of the projects I have right now that I want to work on. But my new job is going really well. Um, I really like it. It's just a lot of work because I'm brand new. So that's that's what it needs to be. I'm still loving it, still liking it. And yeah, I'm still currently working with the graphic designer Katie from Swish and Flick podcast. Um, Obviously, she has her own little company, but still working with her. With the holidays and everything, we are both getting back to each other very late because that's what it is right now. So, um, still working on some projects with her. And yeah, not not a lot going on. The next episode is going to be Amaryllis, which is another holiday staple. So, if you have any questions, feel free to message me about that. The day this podcast episode is released, I will put a story up about the amaryllis asking if you have any questions to do that instagram q a this is not a plant i have a ton of experience with so it's going to be a lot of research my mother-in-law does have one that is doing pretty well and blooms it seems like every other year so i'll have some questions for her too (laughs) all right well until next time guys have a wonderful couple weeks and you will hear from me in two weeks with a new episode Bye bye